0: Disclaimer. For episode 317, I have absolutely no idea how this is going to go. It's been a month since I've last recorded. I did check that. It was June 16th. Today is July 17th. And I've been dealing with a lot of shit around my house for the past month. Last, actually, what, almost three and a half, four months? I'm very irritated. I'm very all over the place with my emotions. And I'm very pissed off about shit that I see online, especially within the fantasy football community. There's some stuff that I'm going to go over. I'm going to try and translate it to fantasy football. We're going to see how this is going to go. You're in the doghouse. The actual doghouse. That's why the fan's on. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Back after a month hiatus. How is everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's doing well. Uh, The ADP depth charts are going out. I am almost done with the DFS spreadsheets for all 18 weeks. I have two weeks remaining. So, yes, I am up through Christmas right now, which is... You know, at this point last year, that's 16 weeks ahead of where I was. So a couple of things. There will be a draft guide that's going to come out. I'm going to kind of be a little bit lean with it. Um, I'm not going to get way too in-depth with everything uh, when that comes out. It's basically just going to be team by team, my my thoughts and feelings on players. Um, Straightforward, to the point. No bullshitting around. Um, You're going to have everything that was included the last three years. So for year four, we're just going to pare it down. Um, Probably still end up being about 100 pages or so. Um, But just my mood, my feeling right now is that I just... It's not that I want to just get it done and over with. I want to get just my regular... my, My just original thoughts, my original feelings out there on what I think of players um, possibly targeting, you know, certain players on certain teams and stuff. And, you know, you'll have strength of schedule in there. You're going to have the depth charts in there, so you'll be able to look at those. And then, of course, the uh, uh, position-by-position rankings, and then you based off of the ADP sheets, So you're going to be able to see where they're at and kind of where I'm at on them. So it's all going to be good, but, uh, yeah, we're going to see how this episode's going to, going to go here. I don't know how fucking loud I'm going to be. I don't know how much cursing I'm going to do. Um, I would expect quite a bit, you know, usual amount, if not a little bit more. Um, am I going to piss some people off? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fucking piss some people off. And I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about anybody's fucking opinions. Nothing. If you feel that I am talking about you in any sort of way, or if you're offended, I'm probably talking about you. I'm great. You're offended. I don't fucking care. This is kind of a a step back and take a look at yourself type of podcast. Is it going to translate to fantasy football? It sure as fuck is. Because some of this stuff does translate to fantasy football. What I think of people within the industry, what I see on social media, everything. Am I going to cover it all? I don't know. Am I going to try and get this in an hour? Yes. Are we going to go through some of the ADP? Yup. We're going to take a look. (coughs) See if there's any big significant changes in there. That's going to be at the end. We're going to do first things first. And work from there. That just sounded really stupid. But any which way. Before we get too far. Find me or cancel me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. If you are not getting the ADP sheets, if you are not getting the depth charts, you can DM me on all those platforms. If you're within the uh, Daily Ambush uh, family, you can hit me up in the Discord over there. All I need is just your email address, and i'll get that stuff out to you as soon as possible but man i've been I've been dying to get this episode out for about for about four weeks for about a month i am like i like I had mentioned in the in the intro I am not a hundred percent in the right mind frame. Am I getting shit done? Yes. Do I still have my thoughts and feelings on where I'm gonna go in fantasy? Oh, absolutely. Fantasy football to me has been the easiest part of my summer. It's been the release that I've needed. Although I haven't, you know, been able to get on the podcast and I am really disappointed in myself, but we've seen this be kind of a problem here the last few months. Is it going to get better? Yeah. Uh, If I have to come out here into the man cave slash garage to get these podcasts done because I feel way more comfortable being by myself, nobody around, I'm going to do that. I am going to do that, and I should do that. But mm, I'm sorry. I am just irritated. I'm just really, really irritated. Um. So let's uh, let's get into what we're going to talk about here today. And this is basically going to be about this episode is going to be basically about how people carry themselves on social media. Um, Anybody who does actually follow me, you know, on on Facebook, I am a little bit more towards, you know, I take, I find some funny TikTok videos and it's kind of my Instagram too as I I do more, you know, follow, you know, TikTok videos, put them up, something I find funny, um, amusing. Um, Sometimes they delve into a little bit of political stuff, a lot of it, you know, it's like that. Anything just kind of weird out in the universe, that's kind of what I post. Don't really care, um, what anybody thinks of it. If they find it funny or not, I find it funny, so I just kind of share it. Don't care. Like I said, don't give a fuck about anybody's opinion on anything. Um, Instagram, Facebook tends to be the one where if I take the kids out somewhere, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share those pictures, but that's just it. You know, it's like, hey, we went and did this. That's it, right? That's what social media really kind of is. Facebook or uh, Twitter. I do a lot of the same stuff, just kind of sharing. Ooh, lost the microphone. There we go. Kind of share a lot of... You know the same type of stuff with the v- videos, any type of pictures and stuff that I do with the kids, all that. But um, on there, it's kind of funny because I get a lot of people that are that do are still going. Like you know you don't you don't share your opinions, anything like that. And I tell them, um, I try to handle everything as far as my opinion with fantasy football and the likes. You know who I'm targeting? uh, Any type of quote-unquote sleeper, which we've talked about. There's no such fucking thing as a sleeper anymore. So I don't know why anybody uses the term. Um, just for the fact, plain and simple fact that if one person's talking about it, everybody's fucking talking about it. So, you know, what truly is a sleeper anymore? But um, I try to leave my opinions and everything on there I, to the podcast. Any type of writing that I'm doing, uh, any type of blurbs within depth, you know, with the depth charts, the ADP and all that type of stuff. That's kind of where I leave it. I handle it like a subscription service, even though nobody is paying a damn thing. I get no fucking monetary reimbursement from this whatsoever. Everything I get, any type of money that I make, it's because I fucking went out and earned it with DFS, with Seasonal. All that type of shit. Plain and simple. Am I talking... Quite possibly coming onto a site right now? Yes and no. I haven't been really active on it, but I have been approached. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but... This person, I... In my heart of hearts, totally trust that I'm going to be able to be free reign do what I want through the whole doghouse moniker, but be within, you know, the parameters of their site. I'm not going to have a leash around my neck, is what I'm saying. Does that mean, if I do this, that the emails might get... Kind of pulled away. Well, most of the people are actually with that site. So, um, that's something I'd have to discuss. But, fair is fair. If I work for a site, the whole point is to try and draw people over to that site. So, it's quite possible. But they're pretty, they're pretty decently priced. So, um, If you think that you can't afford it, you're going to make up everything within the first month, just through what I do through DFS. And I can guarantee you that. So, but, you know, like I was saying with, you know, stuff with my, my kids and posting anything with vacation type stuff and all that, it's so few and far between. Um, I try to keep my life as, you know, kind of private, at least with my kids. I don't like to put my kids all over fucking social media. I don't like to have them believe that you have to put every fucking thing in your life on social media. And that's something I have a real big fucking problem with is people using their kids as a fucking prop all the time. Now, it's one thing if you if you're kind of like me, you know, you every once in a while you're posting something. You did something fun with the kids, right? Just show, "Hey, we went out to the county fair or something like that, you know, and you had a, you know, a couple pictures, you guys and the kids out there. That's one thing. Another thing is taking your kids, putting them up on social media for the most mundane shit humanly possible and i'm not talking about the people with first time kids you know oh look the baby got up and uh started walking you know type of accomplishments or you know oh look at it, we have this video of this frog you know and jumped all over my kid and scared the shit out of it like i laugh i generally i genuinely laugh at them fucking things but It's the people where every, every fucking thing you do with your kids, you post it on social media and basically you're using your kid to get likes. And we see it all the time on fucking Facebook, fucking Instagram and Twitter. See it all the fucking time. People even do it with their pets. The pets thing. I don't really, that doesn't really bother me. It's a pet. Right? It's not a human being it's not somebody with feelings you know that at some point can get exploited on social media with growing them up in this fucking age celebrating ah, Jesus Christ this is the thing that really set me off was because I took a lot of shit for this because I didn't go I didn't go to my daughter's fifth grade graduation going from elementary school to middle school. Did I want to be there? Yes. Do I have to work to earn money and can't afford to take a day off to go do that? Yeah, I need to earn the fucking money. Sorry. But I also don't see the whole purpose of celebrating. You know, it's one thing that it's one thing to tell your kid good job, you're moving on. You know, you're growing up, you're moving from elementary school to middle school, you're moving from middle school to high school, that type of stuff. You know, you yourself giving them a present or something for that, right? That accomplishment. It's another thing to take that whole fucking accomplishment and treat it as if it's a fucking high school or college graduation, Like, for real, that's what we're fucking doing. We're celebrating something that, yes, it is an achievement, but it's not the greatest achievement in the world. There's still work to be done. They still have X amount of years left to go before they're off to college or they're off, you know, from college to being in the quote-unquote real world. It's a fucking participation ribbon that we celebrate. And there's people that had fucking parties for this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Don't make everything the biggest, grandest fucking thing in the world. Because what's going to happen is when they do not get celebrated for the littlest accomplishment, say... They get in the real world. They get a fucking raise, you know. They <laughs> they earned uh, an award at work for being the most you know the most efficient worker or whatever, you know. And be like, well, I didn't get this grand old fucking party. Yeah, well, welcome to the real fucking world where nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. No achievement has to be celebrated like it's the greatest fucking thing in the world do I want everybody to do well absolutely abso-fucking-lutely but stop tainting this shit great great they made a fucking accomplishment let me guess you're gonna put it up on fucking Facebook sure shit you did sure shit you did fucking kids kids with the birthdays and shit too like it is what it is i mean you're going to you're going to put something up like hey it's my daughter's you know you know in november my daughter turns 12 hey gracie turned 12 everybody say happy birthday then she's not going to fucking see it that's just for fucking you that's just for the fucking parent Love my kid, love my family, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me. Everybody's like, oh, I like that, Mm, heart, Mm, care. Nobody gives a fuck. I hope you realize that. Nobody gives a fuck. It's a fake fucking society that we live in with social media. That's all we're doing is just going for clicks, likes, fucking followers. I don't give a fuck how many followers you have. If you have nothing that I really give a shit about when you're talking, I don't fucking follow you. I did have to follow some people for Scott Fishbowl. Sorry. You guys are going to get a fucking unfollowed real fucking quick. Although some of you guys that are... Some of you people that are actually just kind of quiet. You just kind of sit in the... Kind of sit in the shadows. I kind of like you. I really do. But I'm not going to be one of these people that has... 10,000 fucking followers. And you look at them. And they're following 10,000 fucking people. I'm not going to do that either. How fucking stupid is that? So you're going to follow... You're going to follow somewhere around the same amount of people that are following you and you're going to have a watered down timeline. So you're never really going to see what you want to see. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. Watch these fucking people that have like 6,000 followers and they're following 6,000 people. They have some of the dumbest shit to say about everything, and they only do it to fucking do this, what do they call it, fucking content farming, where they they pick some kind of random fucking topic for you to go over, or for them to go over, and then they're just trying to get fucking clicks, they're trying to find the thing that's kind of fucking trending and riding on it, they bring nothing to the table as far as knowledge, they spend all their time on fucking Twitter, on fucking Facebook, Instagram, they're not doing the research that we're doing. You know who else I hate? The people with the fucking hot takes. Oh, here's a hot take: the uh, Quez Watkins, Quez Watkins is going to outscore Ashton Doolin in Philadelphia. Nobody fucking cares, but they still get the clips. I that's one thing I don't fucking understand. You get the clicks on these stupid-ass fucking hot takes. Like, or, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, before Baker Mayfield got traded to Carolina. Surprise. Surprise if you didn't know that by now. But it was like, oh, hot take Matt Corral's going to be the, the starter in Carolina uh, by week four. Nobody really gives a fuck. Be- Nobody really gave a shit, gave a fuck between Sam Darnold and fucking Matt Corral. No matter who the fuck was there between the two, it wasn't going to change anything for the Carolina receivers. It really wasn't. Baker Mayfield, a little bit different story. And we've seen that with DJ Moore's ADP. That has gone up. And there's a lot of interest in him, including for me, when that rumor that Baker could end up in Carolina, that's what, we were, uh, that's what I was waiting for. If Baker Mayfield was there, I was going to be a little bit higher on DJ Moore. Just plain simple fact. But then, you know, you also get these hot takes where people put up hot takes. And it's kind of funny because there's some people that actually make fun of it. And, they, and you can tell when they're using sarcasm, which is good. Um, when they're just like, hot take, uh, Josh Allen is the number one quarterback in fantasy football in 2022. Oh, oh my God. Way to go on that one. Can't believe you stretched out that fucking far to get that one. <laughs> How much research did you have to put in on that? But bet you've been working ever since fucking, fucking February. Holy shit. Oh, man. That's good water. Uh, let's see here. We've talked about sleepers. We've talked about content farming. Um um here's the thing everybody's got their take gotta have like that first player that that first idea on player news and shit when it comes out like even the most mundane thing you know that's come out on some player right that they what can i say like let's just make an example like uh Oh, Amari Cooper has been seen in the slot a little bit more in Cleveland. That could be a great thing. He could be the Jarvis Landry for the offense, you know, and like this is what this means and blah, 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 blah. And it's like maybe they're just trying him out in the fucking slot, you know. And I didn't see that anywhere, nothing. Like I said, it's just a fucking example I'm throwing out. But just some routine just bullshit stuff on there and see a lot of it now with Deshaun Watson hopefully at some point we find out what's going on um in terms of the suspension and whatnot the honestly the only person that I'm that I look at for Deshaun Watson stuff with the suspension is Drew Davenport um I think he's over at IDP guys if I'm not mistaken but uh He's an actual lawyer, so he's the only one that I've been kind of following with Deshaun Watson. Everybody else has their own takes on it, and of course you get the people that just fucking just like, wow, if, I, if he only gets six games, that's only such and such amount of, amount of time per person that's accusing him of you know sexual assault and all that, and it's like, oh, my God. Really, you took it that far? Like, we all should be sitting there, like, uh, to be honest with you, we should all be sitting there going, something the fuck happened, right? There's no way in hell that he is not guilty of fucking something. Now, we also know that you got money, you can generally get out of shit. And that's what's happening. Okay? If I talk about Deshaun Watson, there is at no point that... I do not feel that he is not guilty. But I have a job to do, too. I have drafts to do. Scott Fishbowl, I took him in the 11th round. I said, I'm going to take a shot on him that he's only going to get to four or six-game suspension. It's just what it is. I can't help it. You know, you draft... You know, the weekend after the 4th of July, you have to take a shot somewhere. I'm going to take a shot I was going to take a shot on Deshaun Watson there. And I wasn't the only one. But I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and listen to people fucking whine and complain. You know, and just sit on their high horse why well, if you draft them, you're a piece of shit just as, wa- just as much as Watson no you're a piece of shit because all you're doing is just sitting there virtual signaling the fucking issue it's all you're fucking doing you can feel, you can feel shitty about it I'm not exactly I did not exactly feel clean doing it but I'm out there to win and if you're going to take players off the table based on shit, you're not doing your job. You can. I had somebody at that draft. They said they took Deshaun Watson completely off the draft table for their league this year because of what happened. And I looked at him and I said, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do you. I'd... They're like, well, you don't think you don't think that was a good idea. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but I don't know why you took him off the fucking table. Let somebody fucking have him. <clears throat> if you think he's going to get suspended for the whole fucking year, let somebody fucking draft him and waste a roster spot. I don't fucking get it. Let them take the penalty—the same penalty as Deshaun Watson. But I mean, you know, we can go. We can go from that. I mean, we jump off that point and just go straight to the virtual signaling thing. Um, Black Lives Matter, COVID, Ukraine, abortion. I can't tell you how many people jump from issue to fucking issue, to fucking issue, to fucking issue. And have to have a fucking talking point on each fucking thing. And after they're, after when the next one fucking comes out, they're done with the other one or the one before it and they hop. Okay. That's fucking virtual signaling that you're doing. Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. COVID, 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 COVID. Well, I think actually COVID was first. And then Black Lives Matter. And then we go to Ukraine. What happened to fucking Black Lives Matter? That fucking went to the wayside. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Supreme Court's taking away abortion at the federal level. Oh, my God. Well, fuck the Ukraine. We got to
1: watch out for these women's vaginas. Oh, my God. Protect the vaginas fuck
0: and every time every time you can just tell by the way that they're fucking typing they're sitting there fucking screaming their lungs out screaming their lungs out oh my god fuck you fuck the supreme
1: court fuck russia fuck everybody fuck them dirty trumpers fuck fuck white people god damn it fuck everybody
0: no fuck you Fuck every single person that sits out there and bitches and screams to try and get their fucking point across. And half the time, your fucking point is so stupid.
1: Well, you only get so many fucking characters. You don't have to fucking tweet out on everything.
0: Nobody gives a fuck where you stand. They really don't. You're just using it to pump yourself up as some fucking godly good person. And you're not. You're as fucking misguided, broken as everyone else. Fucking lonely ass son of a bitches sitting out there. And you have that, again, you have that fucking need to be wanted. To be included in everything. That's the only reason that you make any type of fucking points out there whatsoever on that shit. And then you expect someone like me to give a fuck about your opinion on something else. Bringing it back to fantasy football, right? Right? You've already lost me by sitting there fucking yelling.
1: I'm absolutely sitting here crying my eyes out while typing my Twitter message about pro-life, about pro-choice.
0: I don't give a fuck. If you can't sit there and have a rational fucking argument with somebody. I have no time for you. I have no fucking time for you. And it's one thing for the discussion to get a little bit heated. But to be completely honest, debate is dead. Cutting people off. Nobody can Nobody can wait to listen to somebody. They have to put their fucking two cents in whatever happened to just letting people, letting people say what they are going to say, whether it's, look, I don't want to, I really don't want to read anything fucking despicable, right? Racist, uh, killing people, um, all that type of stuff. Oh fuck. I didn't even put in gun control. (laughs) Well, pardon me. Let me, let me virtual signal on that. But, uh, you know we take we, we have to comment on everything that everybody says even even the shit that we just disagree with, right
1: I need my voice to be heard I need my fucking voice to be heard it will be heard
0: well, not if I fucking mute you not if I just fucking block you. Does anybody do that anymore? Do we mute? Do we block people? Or do we not want to be the assholes? I have unfollowed quite a few people. Because there's a lot of bullshit. There's someone within the industry who was caught last year. I think we talked about this. Uh... (laughs) And granted, this is part of cancel culture. This this technically is cancel culture. You know, they tried canceling her uh, for saying something. And, uh... I... It was really... It was really bad. What she said. Um... I'm not going to get into it. You know, what specifically she said, but it it was pretty racist. And, uh... She got canceled. And so <laughs> she took herself off of Twitter. And I was like, just out of curiosity, I want to watch and see how many followers she loses. And she didn't lose any followers. And I don't know if part of that was, you know, people couldn't unfollow. She wasn't, dele- you know, like uh, banned on Twitter or anything like that. But, uh, they had like a two week, they had like a two week conversation about this person. And what she said was such, so reprehensible, so terrible. I don't know if I could ever forgive her. And then two weeks, two weeks go by. Oh, we forgive her. We let it go. (laughs) I'm like, that was it. That was it, because it was pretty fucking bad. (coughs) And I'm like, that's that's it? (laughs) Like, I don't know whose ass this person kissed, and she must kiss a lot of asses. (laughs) I was just like, no. After that type of shit, no, no. I'll just, I'll unfollow. I didn't have to have a conversation about it or whatnot, but it was really, really fucking uh, amusing to see that. Because every single person that was sitting there like, I don't know if I could ever forgive. I don't know if I could ever forgive. And then they were the ones that forgave. And I'm like, I don't believe you for anything. Like, you did not even stick to your convictions. Like, it's one thing to forgive somebody. But you just welcome right back with open arms. And I was kind of like, Man, is this some kind of fucking ploy? Is this some kind of fucking ploy? And then I heard this per And then I just heard this person was in a draft on Sirius. Uh, shit. Was it Friday? The betting one. And I'm like, oh. Oh. Well, nobody gave a fuck. And, I mean, this person came out of fucking nowhere. I don't know how the fuck she got where she is. I mean kudos. Kudos to anybody who gets where they're at, but I'm like I have no fucking clue how you got to where you're at and how you kept going. I don't know. Because I guarantee you if I said something fucking racist on there, I'd be done. Absolutely done. Cuz you know, technically within the confines of the fantasy fantasy sports arena, I would just be Bottom feeder, you know, like a fucking catfish, just sitting down on the ground, sitting on the sand, and all that type of shit. But, what, I mean, really what I just have to say is rethink what you're going to say on social media. Do not... <laughs> if your tweet, if your Facebook post... Seems a little like it might offend somebody and you're worried about offending somebody. You're probably going to offend somebody. Plain and simple. Think before you hit accept or send tweet, whatever it's called, you know, all that shit's called. Think before you do that shit and honestly really think about whether or not you have to have your fucking opinion out there on certain stuff. If you're really that fucking hot and bothered. It's one thing if I talk to you and I know where you stand. I you know, and I know where you stand on certain stuff. I had a discussion on abortion right after everything happened. It was a good discussion. Did it get a little heated? A little. Were we gonna fight? No, because we respected each other's opinions on shit, and we were actually pretty much right about the same opinion on on the whole issue. Not that it matters, because you know I'm a guy, so you know I can't talk about I can't talk about a woman's choice. But I mean, if you really want to know, i not opposed to abortion. I am a first trimester type person. I would like to see it handled as quickly as possible, if not with, you know, say the plan B type deal. Um, am I telling anybody that they can't go out and have sex? No, just be fucking responsible. I would, I would assume everybody's being fucking responsible about it, but you know, do I believe it's a woman's choice? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Do I think there should... There can be discussions between... You know, if you have a significant other... You know, your husband and all that type of stuff. I think there should be discussions on that. In the end, it's the woman's choice. That's where the baby's coming out of. It's not coming out... Like, if I got a woman pregnant, it's not coming out of my penis. Although it came out of my penis. Am I saying penis way too much on this podcast absolutely absolutely but you know what i mean but I, I don't like having this discussion about you know well the guy the guy you know then he's forced to, uh, you know if she wants to keep it uh Got to raise it for, you know, 18 years and pay child support. Well, (laughs) unfortunately, that's kind of what the rule is, is that you got to pay child support if you're on there. I pay fucking child support for my daughter. Does it suck? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does. I'd like to have that money. But at the same time, I know the money goes, goes towards raising my daughter, raising her the right way, and it is what it is. do i understand that some people you know if there's a woman that maybe is having that's had trouble conceiving uh you know has had miscarriages and stuff they don't like the idea you know churchgoers too but um of me saying okay i'm all right with abortion you know i have a tr- i've pr- i've had problems with this i you know i you know I wanna have I wanna be able to raise a child and stuff. Yeah, I, I totally am with you on that too. I I just I have my feelings. It is what it is. This Ukraine shit, let's let's go back let's go back a little bit. Black Lives Matter? Yes. Whatever. I had this discu- I have this discussion with people at work. I work with friends all the time. I'm not gonna sit here and be like well, I got that bla- I got that black friend. Yeah, I got black friends. All right. Big deal. We talk about it all the time. They think it's they think it's stupid. <laughs> they just do. They just do. It's kind of it, it's actually kind of funny. It's, I think Bill Burr <laughs> Bill Burr was ta- had it, uh was live at Red Rocks was talking about the whole woke the whole woke thing um i'm not gonna ruin the joke but uh he was doing his whole woke impression white guy woke impression it was fucking hilarious if you haven't seen that stand-up it's on netflix right now um covid you know where i stand on it i don't give a fuck what your thoughts and feelings are on it if you want to still wear a mask now i don't give a shit you be you let me be me the only thing is i'm not i don't like talking about COVID itself. <clears throat> it sucks. It's something that we have to fucking deal with. Um, Don't overblow it. Just leave everybody the fuck alone. Just don't even bring it up, to be honest with you. Just quit fucking bringing it up. I can't stand it. Um, Ukraine. Uh, I'm only going to say one thing on Ukraine take those fucking flags off your goddamn names on Twitter because we all know you don't give a fuck about Ukraine. That's another way to virtual signal all that type of shit. The whole thing with Black Lives Matter where everybody blacked out their whole thing. What the fuck are you doing? Really? Really? Get out there and actually fucking do something. As much as much as I was pissed off about the riots and shit in Kenosha, at least people were out there, right? <laughs> out there supporting a the cause. I don't know. I mean, was it a little over the top? Where there were there a lot of people out there that just didn't give a fuck that weren't out there for Black Lives Matter? They just wanted to fucking loot and shit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there was some people. There was people out there protesting, and you know those protesters. Hey. I get it, right? Get out there and do your thing. The only problem is that the the rioters and the looters really kind of took over on that. I doubt anybody's going to do that shit for Ukraine. I really don't. Now what's the what's the what's the one other thing that we talk? Oh, gun! Oh, the gun violence thing. <coughs> the thing that happened in Uvalde. I. I'm just going to be honest with you. The whole thing in Uvalde was fucking weird. Um, the door left open was a little suspicious or weird. I, not getting into conspiracy theories on there. All I'm going to say is if I was a cop on that um, that front line where they actually went in the school, they showed the video of them going to school. Um, my cigarette went out. If I was part of the police department and I was inside that school, that guy would have been, that that kid would have been dead. I probably would have been fired for engaging. I wouldn't have sat back. I would not have fucking sat back. That border patrol agent that went in there and said, fuck you, I'm going in there. That's me. Would have said, fuck it. We're going to get these kids out. That's all I'm going to say on that. On that part. Gun control. The AR-15. Everybody, that seems to be the hot topic weapon, right? The weapon of war. It's not really a weapon of war. Um, it looks like a weapon of war. Like an AK-47 is a weapon of war because it's fully automatic. Now, I'm not saying that it, like AR fo- fi- the ARs that are, you know, customized, right, to do automatic fire except uh, higher range magazines, that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I get that. The gun itself is really, it's... The gun itself is no worse than, um, your, if anybody was ever in scouts, boy scouts, girl scouts, you go out to the shooting range, that, that 22 that you take out there, that's an AR-15. It's just a single capacity chamber You know, the AR-15 has what it has. But it's a single shot. It's the same bullet. It's not a weapon of war. They would never take that gun. They would never take that gun out in the field. And if you want to question me on that, you can go talk to my dad, who is retired Army. And he will tell you, no, that gun is not the weapon we're taking out there. <laughs> <clears throat> We've laughed about this, okay? The Not what's happened out there, but the whole thing on, the, on that particular weapon. If you want to take away guns, by all means, go, go take them away and see what the fuck happens. It's not going to be good. Don't take it out of the law abiding citizen's hands. The responsible person. Do I think that there maybe should be a mental check on that? I'm willing to say yes on that, to be completely honest with you. But we look at statistics, like a lot of people take statistics and they don't look behind the numbers on statistics. And that's, an, and that's something that translates to fantasy football, too. They take statistics, but they have no clue uh, what's actually behind it and how to use it properly. Um, you know, you look, at, you look at gun deaths in the United States, right? And it's a rather high number. But there's a lot of people that don't understand that anything that's related to a gun death gets included and that includes suicides. But everybody would agree that that's a mental issue. Right? Something's happened. Wiring got, you know, crossed somewhere to where this person wanted to kill themselves. but we don't want to include it as a mental issue when shit goes down and some asshole in Illinois decides to start firing on a parade. That's not a mental issue. That's a gun issue. No. It's the same fucking thing. Just different results at the end. Every time something like that happens... Would I be sad if the cops shot them? No, not at all. But I guess as far as, like, the more controversial topics, you know, that we'll talk about here is, like, I'll finish this one with the gun control thing. Is You know, you get these Looney Tunes that do this shit and uh, you know they always have like a fucking YouTube video or something like that out there and everybody's got to fucking share it right but yet at the same time they'll be like don't celebrate stop stop celebrating the guy who did it let's talk about the victims after they've already shared the video and just been like look at this psychopath why are we sharing that shit We know kids
1: are going to look at that shit now because you fucking pointed it out.
0: I don't want my kids fucking seeing that shit. They put it on fucking TV all the time. TV is another fucking topic. I don't fucking watch the news 90% of the time. The only time I think I watch the news is when I'm actually out working out. Which, by the way, I've been working out for the last month. And I'm down 20 pounds, down to 221 from 241. Pretty happy about that. But, any which way. Quit sharing that shit. If you want to look at it, you fucking look at it. You don't need to fucking retweet it. Fucking share it on Facebook. They should raise the fucking social media like age up, too. I don't think fucking 13-year-olds should be on there. I'm just being completely honest. If they talk about that, you know, people's brains don't fully develop until they're in their, what, late 30s? Like, fully develop? Really? No wonder I was so stupid for so long. Didn't grow up until I was 35.
1: Who knew? Who knew? Who let me get fucking married
0: when my brain wasn't fully developed? Um... I guess I, that whole thing with the age of owning a gun. Um, hunting type weapons, uh, shotguns, rifles, you know, stuff for, like, you know, I, I look at, like, deer hunting, squirrel hunting, stuff like that. Um, uh, I'm fine with that being at, like, 18. I, I don't mind the whole 21 for, like, handguns. And stuff like that. Um, I, I don't. I don't really mind more checks. I just don't want. I just don't want weapons. I, I. I don't want guns being completely taken a, away from a law-abiding citizen because you know the people that aren't abiding by the law, they're still going to get their guns. You can fucking three D print one. What? That's what a ghost gun is okay everybody thinks it's like a (coughs) an actual like manufactured weapon with like no serial number on it like it's filed off they filed off the serial number it's a ghost gun no no a lot of these are 3d printed at home so let's how about not allow that to happen how about that Find the people who are putting a 3D blueprint of a fucking gun up on the line and take that and, and go arrest them. Make that fucking illegal. What the fuck? I uh, It's so stupid. But any which way, I've kind of blithered enough on enough that, on that type of shit. I feel a lot better now that I have it out there. I probably won't when I get a couple of texts saying you're a piece of shit, but be like, nah, well, that's your opinion. I told you I was an asshole, and you're the one that's fucking following me, so uh, that shit's on you. But uh, let's take a look at the ADP here a little bit. I'm going to start a quarterback. There's something, uh, nothing really major, but uh, uh, Lamar Jackson has moved up to QB4 over Joe Burrow now, uh, who is at QB5. And Kyler Murray has actually slipped the six from five. Um, Jackson jumped up two spots. There's been a lot of talk this last week, so I was kind of expecting that to kind of happen. Um, Let's see here. Any other curiosity? Russell Wilson's moved up again. Uh, Trey Lance still at number 12 for now the third week in a row uh, in drafts. I think that's the dumbest fucking pick you can make is Trey Lance right now. Um, If we have... The acknowledgement that he's going to actually be the starter um, when we get into training camp in August, I mean, him at QB 12, that doesn't really bother me Um, if you want to take him at at 12 and 13. But for right now, there's no fucking guarantee that Jeremy Garoppolo is not going to be that starting quarterback. I've been saying that for a couple of months. Been saying it for a couple of fucking months. Go back. You'll find it somewhere. Uh Aaron Rodgers being QB thirteen, I think that's a little low. Um even with Derek Carr. There's a lot of decent quarterbacks though, so it's not really that bad, but you know, still sitting around pick 110, 111 for Derek Carr. Um I'm fine with that. I'll sit back. You can give me those two back there. I'll sit back there all day. All day, every day. Uh Deshaun Watson. Okay now. So Deshaun Watson, right? There's all the talk and all you know, about possible suspension and stuff. So he had slipped for the last two weeks. He had slipped back to QB 25, so he wasn't even a QB 2. But now he has slipped, now he has gone up. He is QB 20, so he's firmly now in the QB 2s. Went from pick 215 overall to 175. So he has been rising in the NFFC. So that's kind of caught my eye. Um, that he's going to get a short-term suspension on there, if anything at all. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of things going on with that tri- uh, with that whole case with the NFL and stuff. So, um, like I said, Drew Davenport, go go follow him, kind of look at what he's been saying on that stuff. Um, I'll leave it to professionals on that. Um, let's see, who else did we get up in here? It's really kind of funny. We got. <laughs> Got a whole bunch of, like, backup quarterbacks that kind of started moving up. Uh, And, like, a lot of first-timers, like, C.J. Beathard, Chad Henney, uh, Trevor Simeon, and Nick Mullins uh, have all jumped into the rankings for, like, the first time this season. Granted, I mean, we're talking uh, QB 37 and and higher, but uh, I found that quite amusing. But uh, let's move on to the running backs Uh, Nothing's really changed between 1 to 6 for the last three weeks, so we're good there. DeAndre Swift is now uh, RB7, actually back up to 7. He's kind of flip-flopped from 8 to 7 to 8 to 7, pick 12, so he's right on that 1-2 turn. Uh, It's pushed Joe Mixon back just a little bit. He's now running back 8. Uh, pick thirteen overall. Got a really nice discount on him. I did take Joe Burrow. I took Joe Burrow in the first round of the Scott Fish Bowl, which is essentially it's a two QB league. Um, if you want it to be. Uh, so I took I took Joe Burrow in the first. I ended up getting Cooper Cup in the second round. I was at pick seven. And I got Cooper Cup Cooper Cup all the way back in the second round. I was like, all right. I'm going to take the best wide receiver available. Nobody else wanted him. Uh, it was between him and Jamar Chase. And then coming back in the third round, I ended up getting, I, I took Joe Mixon because I figured, you know, hey, let's let's put a little bit of bets on this uh, Cincinnati offense. Uh, if I had Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, basically I should be covered on every touchdown that the Bengals score this year as long as Joe Mixon and, you know, Joe Burrow stay healthy, so I was quite happy with that. Uh, Saquon Barkley, we haven't talked for four weeks, but uh, Saquon Barkley is at RB9. He is now at pick 15, which is way too high for me, way too fucking high. Um, right there at the beginning of the second round, I'm not taking Saquon Barkley. Could hit, uh, could be another fucking disaster, so I am staying away from him there. Uh, I liked him when he was back towards the 2-3 turn. I was fine with him there, uh, but now he is completely completely out of my range. Uh, Javante Williams is now RB10 at pick 17. He used to be up at 12 over the last few weeks. He just kept dropping and dropping at pick 17 overall. I'm going to be hard-pressed between Javante Williams. I do like Javante Williams. Um Aaron Jones is right behind him now at RB eleven. Uh pick eighteen. So I think that's that's pretty fair for Aaron Jones. I would take him higher. Um if it's like say the running backs all the way from Jonathan Taylor to Joe Mixon were gone. Uh Javante Williams was gone. He left me with Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Leonard Fournette, who's at RB twelve. I'm gonna take Aaron Jones out of those three. Nick Chubb at the back end of two, uh, of round two at RB13, I think is fascinating. Um, I would take him there. Travis Etienne has fallen a little bit, uh, but he's been pretty stable. RB15, pick 30, so you're looking at about the middle of the third round uh, between, uh, man... They're going to share that ball in that backfield. I just know it. So I don't know if I want to take ETN there. I did like him when he was back towards the fourth round. Was he ever back towards the fourth round? What the fuck? No, he wasn't back towards the fourth round, was he? Yeah, he was. At pick 42. Yeah, he was at pick 42. Yeah, he went from 49 to 50 to 42 to 36. And he was at that back end of the third round. I was fine with him there, but now he's gotten up. Now he's kind of gotten up towards the middle of the third, probably looking for a wide receiver at that point. I'm not on. The, I'm not into James Conner. Um, I am taking Daryl Williams uh, real super late, uh, trying to see if I'm going to. <clears throat> I think I said this. I said this. I said this to Wells. <clears throat> that uh the thing that I look at with Daryl Williams versus James Conner is I think Daryl Williams is going to be this year's James Conner. I don't think James Conner makes it through the full year. I just don't. I don't see it happening two years in a row. I don't. I just don't. Cam Akers at 33 overall. No, pass it on. That Brees Hall at 41. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll look at him. Zeke Elliott at 42, David Montgomery at 47. Uh, J.K. Dobbins at 56, yes. I'm looking at A.J. Dillon at 58, probably a little too high for me. Antonio Gibson at 59, you're telling me the, the back of round five. I might be okay with that. Um, he might share the ball. I do like Brian Robinson a little bit in that backfield. Uh, not so much with... Um, uh what the fuck is his name JD McKissick I am not totally into JD McKissick so it, between Gibson or maybe letting him go and then riding with uh Brian Robinson real super late um uh, I'm okay with that uh Elijah Mitchell at 63 I think is fine um should be the starter you know they're they're going to rotate with the guys that they do have there a little bit Uh, But Mitchell Mitchell, being the front runner in that backfield, I'm fine there. Although, it's interesting, Josh Jacobs has slipped from pick 55 to pick 64. So he's RB 25. I'll take that value. Take that value. Josh Jacobs right now. Pick 64 overall. If you're ahead of that 64... You're getting almost a full round of value of where he was the week before. So you got a little bit of a cushion in there. Um, you can take him a little bit earlier. Uh, I do still like Devin Singletary, um, although I, I am on James Cook. Uh, talked about this one about a month ago. You take Singletary, you take Cook. and You could take Cook in the very next round. Just lock it up. Just lock that whole backfield up. Whoever comes out of there, James Cook, is a little bit bigger than Devin Singletary so he could end up being the guy that they're that they're gonna end up featuring okay this is Devin Singletary's last year he doesn't have another contract on here so uh Miles Sanders I'm letting go fuck him Damian Harris yeah I have some interest at in pick 80 Clyde Edwards Allaire no uh Tony this whole Tony Pollard bullshit no not on it Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny are back-to-back here, but there's seven picks. There's seven picks of difference between the RB31 and the RB32. Um, Scott Fishbowl, uh, woman in the draft, took Kenneth Walker to the third, and I was right in the middle of doing my Devin Singletary-James Cook deal, so I couldn't grab Rashad. I was going to block with rashad penny but i couldn't because i needed to make sure i got james cook in there so i had to take cook unfortunately um but i do i do like locking that up in back to back if you can if you're on one of the ends cream hunt i'm still okay with at 92 he's way down from last year uh chase Edmonds way down Uh, i don't mind it I don't mind it. We have talked about Miami's backfield. I do think Sony Michelle might be the guy, um, but you can get hit. And nobody, nobody's looking at him. Nobody's looking at him right now. So I mean, you could take. You can. T- it's going to be one of the two guys, right? It's going to be Chase Edmonds or it's going to be Sony Michelle. So I'm willing to take Edmonds that late, at like say pick 95, and then wait super late and lock that up. I'm perfectly fine with it. Melvin Gordon. He went a little bit higher than what I thought he was going to do. Um, I took Javante Williams in round four, I think it was, And my Scott Fishbowl. I was going to get Melvin Gordon. There was, there was a guy I had to grab um, before that, and, he went the, and then Gordon went in the next pick, so I was a little pissed off about that because he went a little bit higher than he should have. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be a Javante Williams show or bust. Just in my opinion. Ramon Stevenson, I think you do need to lock that up with Damian Harris. I'm completely fine with that. Corderell Patterson, no. Uh, Madison, yeah, oh, backup only. Um, handcuff, I should say. Uh, Isaiah Spiller and Rashad White, the rookies at pick 115 and 116, yes. Uh, Ronald Jones, I am kind of interested in it at 118, but I'm not like dying to go get him. Damian Pierce, I did grab uh pick uh, 121 in NFFC right now uh Naheem Hines is a nice it's a nice nice uh get at pick 123 uh Matt Ryan likes running backs uh likes to throw to running backs so uh definitely remember Naheem Hines um a lot of people are just going to forget him they're going to look at last year Carson Wentz does not throw to the running back position so we're not messing around or uh, you know, people are not going to mess around with Naheem Hines because of that, when in reality they really should be jumping on it. Um Late guys, pff, Tyron Davis-Price, I'm okay with. Dante Foreman, Carolina, uh, 159. Definitely get yourself a share there. I like Gus Edwards and Brian Robinson at 161, 162, respectively. Um Sonny Michelle, we talked about 176. He's super late. I did grab a share of Chris Evans to back up uh, Joe Mixon. That was like last round, I think, or no, second to last round because I got the kicker in my last round. So I like that. Deronis Johnson, eh, nah. Snoop Connor, want to watch that? Want to watch that backfield because I think Snoop Connor can be somebody on that offense in Jacksonville. So keep an eye on the rookie Snoop Connor because we don't know what's going on with James Robinson. So he has a shot. Something that's really been bugging the shit out of me is this Mateo Durant. He's a fullback. He's of li- he's actually listed as a fullback in Pittsburgh. So the last three weeks, he's gone from running back 111, 103, and now eighty six. So he's gone from overall picks 388, 355, and 303. He is rising, and I cannot figure out why. He's an und- he's undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. So that's something I'm curiously looking at because he, I think he's still behind Benny Snell. God, I can't even remember. No, he's actually in front of Benny Snell. Benny Snell is at running back 102. So, Mateo Durant is somebody, you know, not necessarily we're going to look draft, but um, somebody to kind of pay attention to because I have no clue why he is rising up like that. I haven't seen anything that suggested that he's going to be, like, say, the primary backup for Najee. So, somebody's got to know something. I don't know why. Wide receivers kind of dragging on here, but it's all right. We can have a long episode here. <coughs> so nothing's really changed at the top. You know, you're one through six. Uh, Cup, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. Uh, I am fine with those five. Stephon Diggs, I am not taking at pick 11 overall. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. If he drops to the back end of the round two, yes, I'm fine with it. Um, but at the back end of round one, no, I'm not on that. C.D. Lamb, I like at six. Mike Evans actually just jumped over Debo Samuel this week uh, to wide receiver seven. Debo at wide receiver eight. There at picks twenty and twenty one. Uh, Tyreek Hill moved up a little bit, but he still stayed at wide receiver nine. Then he got. Keenan Allen, T. Higgins. I, I, I'm still gonna sit in my soul box and be like, T. Higgins is way too fucking high. Um, pick 27 overall. I love T. Higgins. I love him, but he is way too fucking high for a wide receiver. To, for for the second wide receiver on that offense. Come on, people are bringing up all the fucking air yards and all that bullshit, and it's like go oh, fuck yourself. Air yards. So fucking overused. I do I don't mind air yards if you're using it to do A dot. Right? You're taking you're taking the air yards and, and dividing it by the number of targets. That's fine. I like A dot. Don't just use the overall. You gotta put it in a fucking context. I seen somebody whoa, they had like a thought. it was like a thousand yards in air yards for I think Jamar Chase and then it was or it was like nine eighty eight or something in air yards for Jamar Chase, and then it was like a th- just over a thousand for T Higgins, and they were like,
1: "See, fucking air yards, fucking he had more air yards, and you're getting, you're getting, uh, uh, eighteen picks of value
0: on it. Like, do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? Don't just use fucking air yards. Use average depth of target. Use A dot." That's why I made that fucking target sheet. So you could look at the fucking targets on there. So you could see what they were doing. Am I going to try and put dot on there? Yes, I'm going to try and put dot in there. I am going to put air yards and put fucking ADOT. I'm going to try. But I have to see who the fuck is actually doing a good job with the air yards. Right now, it looks like FTN... Uh, FTN's got air yards, you know, per game, so I can actually do it um, on Sundays. But uh, it's just—it's so fucking stupid. Ftn is the only one where I've seen it where it's straight up—you can go into the game, you can go into that game and f- and find it, and they have it listed by receiver. So you got you got targets we don't need. We just need the area the actual air yards on there. So all I have to do is just plug that in. I'm going to try and do that. So then we can reference between <clears throat> average depth of target and the actual yards uh per catch. And we can take a look at it and we can kind of um, see if we can use that to our advantage. It's just going to it's just going to be it basically what it should do. It should just strengthen what our thoughts are on. Um, who's the more desirable wide receiver in that offense, you know? So it's going to take away, those, like, those, uh, some of the secondary targets, but mostly, like, the tertiary targets where you're just like, well, this guy, this guy, if he gets that one fucking, if he gets that one fucking target, he could take it to the house. Okay, yeah, well, you know, They haven't really been going to him except for like one time a game for the past five fucking weeks. So I'm not really waiting for your super fucking breakout here. We take a calc in DFS for me. We take the calculated fucking risk. We're not taking this. Well, if if he gets this one bomb, if he gets this one bomb. He's good to go and he, and he may line up, although he is snap share. He's only had like a 20% snap share. It's not who I'm after. It honestly is not who I'm after. I don't give a fuck in the GPP. I'm still going to, I'm still going to treat. I still treat it a lot like a cash game only with guys who might have a little bit more of a floor in terms of the overall talent, the guys who are getting targets. I'm not. I'm not taking this fucking. Here, I'll give you a guy. I'll give you just a random fucking guy. Here you go. Fearless Jones. He's
1: so fucking fast. He's so
0: fucking fast. If he gets that
1: one target, if he gets that one target from Justin Fields,
0: you could win a million dollars on a GPP. How many times have you fucking heard that? Well, I'll. I'll oh. <coughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, somebody's gonna win a
0: million dollars with this fucking play. no, they're not. they're not cause you're a fucking idiot. you're a fucking idiot. Anybody who tells you they are a great fucking player on GPPs that they win weekly in fucking GPPs like they win weekly in GPPs like they'll at bare minimum they'll they'll bare min cash. I'm not fucking, I'm not listening to that person. I listen to to cash games, people who know how to fucking play cash games and people who understand what the whole point of a fucking GPP is. And some might say, well, you just said you're going to play it kind of like a cash game. No, I, here's what we do. We have our core, we put that core in there and generally that core is going to be good and it's gonna three. It's gonna three to four x, and then we can put in the guy. We can put in the guys who are gonna be a little bit under the radar, not the guys that are gonna be chalk, and we could go that way. I play. I have played GPP very, very fucking chalky, and I've gotten up there. Even in my fucking showdown slates, the show. Okay, so GPP the showdown slates were what I hit last year. Okay. I hit for four grand <clears throat> last year, just in those two back-to-back weeks, right at the end of the season. I had a shit year, uh, cash game-wise. The, the advice was perfect. I just, for whatever reason, because um, I had stuff going on in my personal life, so th- that's what I'm trying to clear out. I'm trying to clear all the bullshit out of my personal life, right? Stuff, that, stuff that's going to mentally bring me down. Can't have that going into the season. And that's kind of why I'm glad I'm kind of talking about this right now. Okay? Clear that shit. Clear your heads. And you'll make better decisions. Do whatever you got to do. If you're in a fight with your fucking wife, just make up in that fight. Trust me. Just make up in the fight. Make peace. Happy wife, happy DFS life. Trust me. Okay? Okay? Now, you're taking that advice from a divorce guy, but, you know, they, you get the point. You get the fucking point. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we're we're taking calculator risks out here. Like, Mike, you know, Michael Pittman, I like Michael Pittman at at wide receiver 12. I actually like him better than I'd like T. Higgins because Michael Pittman is the number one. Calvin, You have to remember that Calvin Ridley was the number one with Matt Ryan, and he had a lot of success with Matt Ryan before the suspension, all the bullshit. You know that started to happen in last year, so Michael Pittman actually should be above T. Higgins. He should. He just. He just should. AJ Brown technically should be above T. Higgins, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, AJ Brown, I'm okay with at wide receiver tw- uh, thirteen, uh, pick twenty nine, middle of the third round. That's all right. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I am staying away from because I it, to me, he's way too close to Tyreek Hill. If you were telling me that Jalen Waddle was in the fifth, I would probably look at. I, I would definitely look at Jalen Waddle, but I'm not going to look at him in the third, at, even in at the end of the third round. DJ Moore is moving up. He is now wide receiver 15. That is up from 17, and then 20 in consecutive weeks before that. Uh, he is up from pick 46 to 39 to 35 now. So he has entered the third round the end of the third round i'm definitely taking i'm definitely taking a shot on dj moore i do like dj moore with uh baker mayfield deontay johnson i'm still really cool on i don't know what the what's going to go on with the quarterbacks uh i didn't make a joke about mr bisky still can't throw left um that's what killed uh Alan robinson kind of with him um i've made that joke deontay johnson moves around though Um, It's just I don't know what the rapport is going to be with Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. So him right around that 3-4 turn, I'm still kind of staying away from. I'd rather have Mike Williams going right behind him. I'd rather have Terry McLaurin uh, behind him on that as well. Uh, Marquise Brown is going as wide receiver 19, pick 40. That's kind of where he's kind of settled in. He's gone from 45 to 43, 41, now 40. So he's kind of stalling out. He's going to probably stick around there uh, once we get to training camp. Uh, And everybody sees him with Kyler Murray. Allen Robinson I'm okay with at pick 43. Wide receiver 20, I'm all right with that. Um, He did jump ahead of DK Metcalf. I don't know what to feel about DK Metcalf. To be completely honest with you, he's super talented. Should be should be the guy to have with Drew Locke. Um, to be completely honest with you, but I don't know, I don't know. But I mean, you're getting basically you're getting two full rounds of discount on him uh, this year. So if you want to take a shot on DK Metcalf, there, I, th- I wouldn't fault you for it uh Cortland Sutton going off at wide receiver 22 pick 45 uh that is up from um, let's see he's gone from pick 50 to pick 48 consecutive weeks now uh to 45 I think he's fine there Brandon Cooks mm, I wish I wish he was staying down in the 50s but now he's up in the 40s at pick 49 Gabe Davis at pick 50 I'm fine with it I, I at wide receiver 24 I'm perfectly fucking fine with it Everybody's having a having this little fucking shit fit on there, but Gabriel Davis is really set up uh in that offense. I know I know a lot of people want to talk up Jamison Crowder. They want to be fucking cute with this. Um in the slot and all that, but Jamison Crowder really doesn't have all that much left. He's kind of Emmanuel Sanders, but he's in the fucking slot. So I'm passing on that. I'd rather take Gabe Davis. Darnell Mooney still up there. Pick 51 now. This is about a, right around the spot where I figured he was going to finish. Um, right around that 4-5 turn, he could slip in. He could slip in the end of the fourth round. He's still getting talked up way too much. Uh, Monros St. Brown is kind of stabilized. He's at pick 52. Jerry Judy at 53 I'm okay with. Chris Godwin at 55. I think it's still too high. I just think it's really too high. It, it, I know he's supposedly progressing well from the torn ACL, but um, it's kind of like it's kind of like Odell Beckham. I'd, I'd be curious to see where Odell Beckham would be going if he was actually signed on a team, um, because they basic well, Chris Godwin tore it a lot earlier, but. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Chris Godwin, I mean, I'm going to be curious to see if he's put on Pup, see if he is actually ready to go. I don't think he should be going above Amari Cooper uh, at 60, even though at 60 overall, I don't know. I don't know. Amari Cooper, I, I mean, I like Amari Cooper a lot more with Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson gets that four four to six-game suspension, Amari Cooper's going to jump up a little bit, I think. Rashad Bateman, I do not like him. Uh, 61, everybody's... Oh, Rashad Bateman, number one. Okay. When we were taking Marquise Brown with Lamar Jackson and everybody was all about Marquise Brown, we were taking Marquise Brown at what? Nine? Ten? And you want to put Bateman... Right around the four, uh, right around that five-six turn, I would slow your fucking rolls down on that, man. That's that's shitty. That is really shitty. I mean, he's talented, but Mark Andrews is the number one target. He's the number one target. Bateman. Mm-hmm. I like Rashad Bateman, but I don't like him where he's going. That's why it's got me faded. Now, I do like him a lot more than Elijah Moore this year, who's actually going to pick 66. Juju Smith-Schuster right in between there at pick 62 overall. Wide receiver 31. I think that's okay if you want to take a shot on that, but Juju Smith-Schuster also hasn't looked good, and granted that was with Ben Roethlisberger, but. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not on Schuster. I'm really on Nicole Hardman. You can get him real super late. I don't even mind Sky Moore where he's going. Elijah Moore, I'm off just because I've that strength of schedule for that passing offense. And that defense is a little bit better. And we don't know exactly where that ball is going to go. Now, I think Corey Davis is a lot better way super late, I think, to take a shot on. Uh, Because he had a good rapport with Zach Wilson, but I think this is a little bit high. Renfro, I do like at sixty-seven. I'm okay with that. Uh, Thielen at seventy-one, or no seventy? My bad. Uh, Wide receiver thirty-four. I'm okay with it. I you can justify it as being touchdown only. You can play it uh, just like that. We can play the matchups and stuff on there. So him being as your wide receiver three or wide receiver, preferably your wide receiver four. Um, I would be okay with Adam Thielen in there. DeAndre Hopkins with the 6 game suspension, yes. Yes, it's a very, very good value of 71. Um, if you're using him as your third or fourth wide receiver, yeah, my blessing. If you're trying to be fucking sneaky and use him as, like say, your wide receiver two and then think that you're going to grab a guy late uh, to fill in on that, I think you're full of shit, and I think you're going to fail, so... Uh, is your third, preferably your fourth wide receiver? Yeah, I'm good with it. Russell Gage, I'm okay at 72, taking up some of that slack with Chris Godwin. I'm all right there, although he's fallen a lot, a little bit more. Uh, Devontae Smith I like at 75. Um, actually, yeah, I'm just going to use the overalls. At pick 75, I think it's fine. Michael Thomas at 76, I do not like it. Um, uh, I'm very leery of him right now I'm kind of passing on him and going with Chris Alave uh, who's picked 99 but he has gone a little bit higher Um, I've seen that in some of the drafts but most of that is <clears throat> guys taking uh, the shots that they need Scott Fishbowl that type of stuff so 99 so you're looking at about round 9 round 9 is about where he's going to go I thought for sure he was going to go round nine. He went round seven in my draft. So, um, but round nine, I think is going to be perfectly fine for Alave versus Michael Thomas. And there's been a lot of people, (coughs) not a lot, I should say. There's been the few that have sitting there and going, "Well, Chris Alave, his value is based off of whether or not Michael Thomas plays or not." And and I've said this before. I said if Michael Thomas is there, he gets the better. Schedule as a wide receiver, too. But if Michael Thomas isn't there, the schedule strip by strength of schedule for the wide receiver one in New Orleans isn't bad either. So, either way, it's a win win. If Michael Thomas is there, the coverage is naturally going to go over to Thomas and leave Olave one on one, which Olave can win those matchups. So, Chris Olave. No matter if Michael Thomas is there or not, is the guy to get. And, yes, it is a rookie, but that is the rookie, I'm telling you. And we've hit on rookie wide receivers year in and year out since I started doing the draft shit. Year in and year out. Drake London, I'm uh, actually, Christian Kirk first at pick 84, I'm fine with. I like the... I don't like the fact that he was how much he was paid as to be the wide receiver one in Jacksonville, but uh fantasy football, his price is way down, and I think it's perfectly fine. That defense is not all that great. Drake London, I like at 85, I'm all right there, although you could probably get him for a lot cheaper. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I'm staying away from. Tyler Lockett, I like at ninety one, why not? Brandon Ayuk at ninety four, yes. Alan Lazard at ninety seven is the guy for the Packers that I'm gonna target first. Unless I see something different in training camp. Okay. So, Allen Robinson is the guy I'm looking at first. Christian Watson goes way later. Uh, Let's see if there's any other guy. I am not a Traylon Burks guy. I'm not a Traylon Burks. I am a Robert Woods guy. Um, I think you can get him in round 10 or later. Nobody's looking at Woods. Everybody's looking at the rookie Traylon Burks. Uh, Chase Claypool, I've seen a couple of things on. At 106, if I don't have a Pittsburgh wide res- wide receiver named Deontay Johnson, um, I will take a look at Chase Claypool there. Garrett Wilson, no. The rookie, no. Sky Moore at 109, yes. Rondell Moore, no. Tyler Boyd, 117, yes. Uh, Kenny Galladay at 120, you bet your fucking ass I'm looking at Kenny Galladay and Jarvis Landry right behind him at 124. Those two, Kenny Galladay will be that number one in New York like he's supposed to, as long as he stays healthy, of course. So Kenny Galladay is a guy that I'm looking at Jarvis Landry's guy that's kind of slipping through the cracks. If I don't have Chris Olave, I'm going after Jarvis Landry at 124. MVS, I think you could take a shot on at 126, but uh uh, Tim Patrick at 131. Christian Watson, 132, I think is fine. Jameis Crowder, I said I'm going to stay away from. Uh, Jahan Dotson, I did take him uh, in Scott Fishbowl, 140. That sounds about where I got him. Uh, Jacoby Myers, at 141, sure. McCole Harmon at 142, I think is going to be the number one. Um, there's a lot of people still talking shit. He can't run routes, all that type of shit. He's still the guy that has been there the longest and understands that offense the most. Uh, DJ Chark at 144, I do like. Uh, Parker, no. Jameson Williams, mm, I'm waiting until training camp for it to even touch that. But 148 is not bad. Uh, Josh Palmer, I like at 150. Jefferson, Van Jefferson, no. Jalen Tolbert in Dallas at 154, yes. Um, and then Alec Pierce at 168, I'm, I have a share of. Robbie Anderson at 169. I have a share of Corey Davis, 172. Yes. Um let's see if there's anybody else down this list here. David Bell. I don't need any of that. John Mechie. John Mechie at 235. Wide receiver 88. Not a lot of love for him. Yeah, there's not really a lot of guys down here. I did get a share of Romeo Dobbs, though. Scott Fishbowl, I was very happy. That was, I think that was actually like my last actual pick in there. Danny Amendola, who is not even on a team, jumped up into the rankings this week. That was funny. I fucking laughed. So did Emmanuel Sanders. Gunnar Olszewski <laughs> jumped in. Uh, Calvin Ridley jumped up to wide receiver 123. He has not been ranked all year. I found that interesting. He is in an indefinite suspension. That's what the INF is. Um, there was somebody. Oh, yeah. There's people with boners on Kyle Phillips, the rookie for Tennessee. I'm Nah, nah bruh. I'll pay attention to it, but it's not a heavy passing offense. Um, Let's see. Where, where are we at? Holy fuck. We're at an hour and a half. Woo. Come on, we got to finish tight ends. We're just going to do tight ends. We're not going to look at defenses. Fuck that. You can look at the goddamn ADP chart. Just hit me up if you want it. So we have <coughs> stability from 1 through 11. Uh, tight end. Nothing's really changed all that much from Travis Kelsey down to Pat Friermuth. Uh I think those rankings are fine. Cole Komet jumped up a spot to tight end 12, so he's a in, he's in number one now. Um, He's replaced Irv Smith, who dropped to 13. I kind of like Irv Smith super late. But uh, Gazicki actually has been he's stabilized, actually, at 14. There's been a lot of talk about Albert O. Oh, don't fall into that one. There's a lot of shenanigans going on at that tight end position in Denver. Um, and then you also have three wide receivers in Sutton, Judy, and Tim Patrick that are more than likely going to get touchdowns, yardage, and stuff before Albert O. Um, I do love Albert O. But it's it's way he's don't listen to anybody going Whoa, uh Russell Wilson loves his tight ends. That's in a completely different offense. That's a completely different fucking offense. So let's not buy into that. Okay. Uh, let's see here, North Tyler Higby. Yeah, there's nothing really down here. Evan Ingram's interesting. Tight end 20. Pick 171 if you need a second one. He's still above David Njoku. I don't know why David Njoku hasn't, like, gone up. He's at tight end 21. I'm surprised he's not up by Noah Fant and, and like, Albert O up in, like, the 140-150 range. But he's back to this 174. I like David Njoku. I've been taking some shots on him. Um, Cameron Brait is at 25 tight end 25 pick 229 like since the Gronk retirement he's actually dropped (laughs) and I don't get it I don't get it now they have moved somebody they started moving Kate Odden back up he's kind of moved up a little bit but um, there's nothing really major there Um, Scott Fishbowl I actually did grab TJ Hawkinson uh he's at what picks he's tight at seven he's pick 78 i think that's kind of where i got him i might have reached i might have went up a little bit i think maybe i did rounds i think i had him in round six so not too much value or not didn't lose too much value on it but um i was perfectly happy with him there i was looking at dallas goddard Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz actually went before T.J. Hawkinson, so I was perfectly fine with it. But, uh, yeah, as far as the yeah, man, we can do defenses real, real quick. We didn't do any, that much on tight ends. Uh, Bills stayed at number one. Uh, Colts moved up to two. Tampa, San Fran. I'll just do the uh, defense ones. Uh, San Fran, New England. Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why. LA Rams, Denver Broncos, Green Bay Packers LA Chargers New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers Those are Your defensive ones And that My friends brings us, us to the end of the podcast So like I said If I pissed you off And offended you in any sort of way I don't care I really don't I really fucking don't If you want to have conversations about it i'm perfectly fine with a conversation, not a yelling match. I don't feel like getting in a yelling match. I will yell on this fucking podcast as much as humanly possible, but in real life i'm i'm not getting in i'm not getting into a heated discussion because i'm just going to tell you you know what you can just take your ass and go get the fuck out of here so but uh yeah, like I said. If you need the ADP, if you need the depth charts, if you want to take a look at uh, what I write up with the draft guide, just hit me up, Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore uh, 13, Dennis M. Roy over on Facebook, and uh, like I said, I, as, soon as, I see the me- as soon as I see the message, I'm done with, I, you know, I'm not at work, um, I will be more than happy to get that shit sent out to you. But uh, if anything, if you want to cancel me, go right the fuck ahead because just trying to gaslight a little bit. Fuck them. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. I'm out.